You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. We are talking today about loser mentality versus winner mentality. Another episode that is inspired by the coaching that I do. Sometimes when I'm coaching, all these great ideas, thoughts, analogies, examples kind of happen in the spot. And when something kind of strikes me and I say, well, I never really said that in a way that I've ever said that before on whatever topic it is. Once in a while, I like to take that gem and put it right here on the podcast. And this has happened just recently when I was talking to a coaching client and we were talking about winner's mentality versus loser mentality. I know that sounds pretty harsh, you know, winner and loser, like you're a loser if you're thinking this way. I'm not calling anyone a loser. I'm not even calling anyone a winner. I'm just talking about what is the mentality of someone who consistently loses or doesn't get what they want out of life? And what is the mentality, the mindset of someone who consistently wins? Now, of course, you can't win all the time. However, I believe you can lose most of the time. But we want to get you to the point where you are winning most of the time. And winning means accomplishing whatever goals that you have in your life. Of course, this is the podcast where we're talking about dating, sex, and relationships. So the goals will be around that, I'm sure for you, since you're listening to this podcast. But this can be something that can be taken even further than that. This can be taken into any kind of goal that you're trying to accomplish. And what I'll be telling you today of is what is the mentality of someone who is losing all the time? What is the mentality of someone who's winning all the time? Again, someone who is accomplishing their goals or getting what they desire versus someone who is not. And I believe that this is going to help you tremendously because mindsets are really the foundation to being able to win or lose in life. The mindset that you have can really direct you towards any uh, type of outcome that there is, right? You can have a poor mindset that can get you to a loss of an outcome. You can have a a mindset that is going to get you to the to the place where you want to be. So I want to differentiate some of those mindsets here and understand what are the ones of the winner, what are the ones of the loser, okay? And of course, we will apply this to dating. It all has to do with, like I said, any kind of goal that you're trying to accomplish. So let's just dive in right now. Okay. So the loser mentality says there's not enough. By the way, this is in no specific order, okay? So this is just a a few ones that I picked out. So the loser mentality says there's not enough time versus the winner mentality says I'll make the time, okay? So we're talking about time. So I hear this a lot from people. I hear this from uh, colleagues. I hear this from uh, myself, by the way. I always catch myself in this one. You don't think I'm, I'm not involved in this as well. Of course, I have been able to get to the point where I have really conquered this and have been able to be in the winner mentality for many years of my life. But you still get caught up and you got to remind yourself. All right, anyways, there's not enough time versus I will make the time. Okay, so I'll give you an example. So someone close to me recently uh, said to me that, you know, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't get to the gym. They said, I couldn't get to the gym. And uh, my friend was like, yeah, I just, I just didn't, I didn't have time this week. And it's interesting because this person really wants to make sure that they get to the gym. 
And of course, we all know, or at least maybe you'll know right now, that this has nothing to do with uh, you didn't have the time. It really means you didn't prioritize it. You didn't make the time. 9.9 times out of 10, you have the time. You're just not prioritizing it. I have some clients say to me, hey, you know, Trip, I just didn't have time this week. And by the way, sometimes that's a failure on my part when a client says to me, I did not have the time this week to go out and do approaches. Not every time it's a failure on my part, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a failure on my part because we don't get specific enough to get down to, okay, when are you going out? What time are you going out? What day are you going out? Where are you going out? Right? We got to really plan it out and make sure that the person does it. Because I get that sometimes. I didn't have the time to do it. No, you always have the time. 9.9 times out of 10, you have the time. The, oh, the, the point one, right? what's that point one? It's those emergency cases. And when do those happen? Oh, rarely. A extreme outlier, right? And I mean real emergencies. Not like uh, something came up with work or a friend called me. That's not an excuse. An emergency is like my sister went to the hospital. You know, um, I got... COVID, I got the flu, I got sick, right? That Obviously, that makes sense. But those are rare cases. So again, we're talking about there's not enough time versus I'll make the time. The loser mentality says that there's not enough time. And the winner mentality says, okay, whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish, I will make the time, I will make it happen. It's people who do not work within their schedules and they don't end up making it part of the schedule. Therefore, you end up not being able to accomplish and do the thing and put in the work that you need to do. Let's go to another mindset, another another mentality here, okay? So loser mentality says, this is hard. Winner mentality says, how do I simplify it, okay? This is something that I learned when I was trying to learn how to approach and talk to women. It was hard. So I had to figure out how to simplify it how to break it down into smaller pieces in order to be able to accomplish it, in order to be able to make it something that I could, that could be potentially be easy. Because things that are hard can usually be broken down into smaller, easier parts. Of course, sometimes even those smaller parts might be hard. Like maybe instead of going up to a girl and doing a whole approach and trying to pick her up, you might go up to someone and and ask them the time, right? Maybe that's still a little bit hard, but that's going to be significantly easier than doing a full-on approach. So you got to think, if there's something that's challenging, what can I do to break it up? What can I do to simplify it? How do I make it so it becomes easier? How do I take time to deconstruct it and get it down to its lowest common denominator and say, okay, I can at least do that. Okay, so here's an example outside of dating. Let's say that you need to uh, write a paper or you need to you know, get a blog post done. Well, doing a whole blog post, okay, that, that could be hard. Like you're doing it on a topic that's difficult, whatever it is. But how do you simplify it? Well, maybe you write an outline. Well, that's a lot easier. Maybe still hard, but not as hard as just getting the whole blog post done. So you deconstructed it. Okay, so actually, funny enough, you're deconstructing the process as well as the process is being deconstructed if you follow me, right? So again, the whole idea is loser mentality says this is hard. Winner mentality is how do I simplify it or how do I solve it? So instead of saying, oh man, this is hard, ask the question that needs to be answered. Okay, so maybe you're like, man, approaching women is hard. Well, let's let's 180 that and let's not saying, you know, approaching women is easy. 
But instead, just ask, what's the question though? How do we turn this into a question? Because then when you have a question, you can answer it and then it can be something that can be solved. So, okay, approaching women is hard. So maybe the question is, how do I make approaching easy? Or how do I get rid of approach anxiety? Maybe you say, okay, flirting is really hard. Well, let's turn that into a question. What are ways that I can flirt with a girl? How can I practice flirting? See, now you have questions that hopefully you can get answers from a coach, from a podcast, from a blog post, from Google, whatever it is. So again, winners simplify it. Losers just say this is hard and usually give up. I guess that's kind of the end result of most people who are losers, right? Oh, there's not enough time. They give up. This is hard. I give up. On to my next one, which is the same idea of giving up, right? So loser mentality is I can't. Winner mentality is how can I, right? Again, I can't, so I give up. Loser mentality. Winner mentality is how can I? I know this one sounds obvious, but oh my God, I think this is my favorite one. It's actually the most powerful, right? So you might think, oh, okay, I can't do this. Like this is something that's not possible for me. I am unable to do this thing. Well, let's go 180 on this. And just for fun, for funsies, how do we say that we can do it? Okay, and I don't mean you just saying like, you know what, I can do this. I mean, like literally, if you had to, it's like if I gun to the head, right? Gun to the head, how can you make this happen? Like, oh, I can't approach women or I can't approach women in this city. There's no one around. Okay, well, let's just play a quick game of how can I? How could you make it happen? It's funny that once you ask that question, we somehow magically are able to come up with the answers. Somehow we can say, oh, you know, we get creative. It's about getting creative of saying, how can I do this? Now, yeah, maybe the solution might be hard back to that thing, right? It's almost like, okay, and then we go to, well, the solution is hard. Well, then what do you do when things are hard? You simplify it. But again, we're kind of zooming out a little bit. You're like, okay, I can't do this thing. Man, losing weight. I, I can't do it, right? You just say, I can't do it. Okay, but let's just play the game of how can I? And then you answer, how can I? Well, how could I lose weight if I really wanted to? How could I do it? Well, I could, you know, skip meals, eat less calories. I can go on daily walks. I can get to the gym a couple times a week. So how can we get creative and say, how can I? I bet you the this is something that I came up with, but I bet you the, the best uh, people in the world, the people who are creating insane, the people who like Elon Musk created the electric car. So why did it take so long? I don't really know why, but maybe a lot of people were just saying they couldn't do it. Maybe Elon Musk was the first person who said, well, how can I? How can we make this happen? What are the ways that we can make it happen? How do we somehow achieve this? Let's just have fun with it. Let's make it a game. How could I do this if I were to do it? Okay, here's another one. This is a big one too. Loser mentality says, I want this right now. Winner mentality says, I know that this is going to take time. This is a big one too. Loser mentality says, I want this now. Winner mentality says, I know that everything takes time. Basically, we're talking about patience. At the time of recording this episode, I'm 36 years old. And patience is one of the things that I had to learn over the course of time. Because the things that I've, because now I'm 36, I've had years of my life where things have been accomplished. And I've noticed a pattern being able to look back at it is that, oh, wow, things took time. Things take time. Building a business takes time. Learning how to meet women and get good with women takes time. Getting any kind of results takes time. Gaining weight, losing weight takes time. All of these things take time, no matter what you're trying to do, because there's a process of learning. There's a process of mistakes. 
very rarely in life, again, outlier situation, are things going to happen very fast for anybody. So the loser says, I, well, I want this now. And then they don't get it now. Then they get upset. And what happens? Well, we know what happens at the end, right? They give up. But the winner mentality is, you know, I know everything takes time. So I'm going to be okay with the fact that I don't have the results right now. And I'm going to be patient. And I'm going to look at whatever I'm trying to do in a way that I can try to make this process as fun as possible. Because life happens now. And you don't want to lose the seconds, the, the, the minutes, the hours, the years of your life. So let's just try to enjoy the process as much as we can. And know that the outcome will come. There was a time when I really wanted to build a podcast like this and have it be, you know, out there for the world to get tens of thousands, of hundreds of thousands of downloads. Of course, I did not get those right away, but I've been doing this for many years now. This is the sixth or seventh year, I believe, 2015. Yeah, that's when it started. So uh, about the sixth year of the podcast and it took time. So what did I have to do? Well, do my best and enjoy the process. In the meantime, there's a quote. Um, I, I've looked this up many times. I think it's originally from Bill Gates. And I think Tony Robbins says it, but people doesn't seem to know exactly where it's from. And the idea is people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And I think the idea behind that is the fact that people are completely underestimating what they can accomplish in a long span of time. And I think that that quote really has to do with the idea of patience, of thinking, oh man, I want it all. I can do this. I can get this all right now. And it's like, well, things take time. And that's okay. That's just the reality. It's kind of like this whole episode so far is just like a big reality check of how things work and how to accomplish things. Loser mentality versus winner mentality. So where are you in this? Are you in the loser category or the winner category? Have you been actually doing some of these things in each or both of the categories? Where are you with this? Listen to this part again of this episode if you want to write some of these things down and remember because these are all mindsets and I'll, I'll make it easy for you. I'll tell you the winner mindsets right now because obviously that's what you want. We want the winner mindsets. The winner mindsets are this. I will make the time to do the things that I want to accomplish. Number two, I will simplify the things that I find that are hard. Number three, I will ask how can I when I feel like I can't. And number four, I will be patient because I know that everything takes time. So I want you to think about those things. I want you to write those down. In fact, if you are writing those down right now, do me a favor, just so I know that you're doing it. Let's hold you accountable. Let's get you and my DMs. DM me right now with this little list. I don't need the list. It's just a way to hold yourself accountable. So I know and you know that you're writing it out. DM me, trip advice with two Ps. Let's see a bunch of these. I get to as many as I can. So why don't you go ahead and copy and paste that and just send it to me in the DMs. And when I get to it, I'll give it a heart. I'll give it a like. All right. Why don't we work our way to Q&A and we'll answer some questions there. If you ever have a question, you can just email me, trip at tripadvice.com, put in the subject line podcast question. We have a lot of great questions. I love answering them here on the podcast. If you feel that you don't want to ask a question on the podcast and you just want to get coaching and you want to get help directly from me or one of my head coaches at TripAdvice, there are many options for you. All you have to do is apply at coachedbytrip.com. Go to that URL, you can look at all the wonderful testimonials of amazing guys who've done amazing 
things and have gotten amazing, amazing results in the coaching program. I've taught them to have the winner mentality and we've gotten them to the point where they have gotten a girlfriend, they have lost a virginity, they become more confident with women, with work, with with socializing, with everything, really. Go to coachedbytrip.com and then you can apply and then we'll get on the phone with you and see if you're a good fit and then sign you up. Lots of people have been getting incredible results and that is because they are in the winner mentality. I want you to be in the winner mentality. Go to coachedbytrip.com if you need help today. All right, let's go to Joe from Arizona. Joe, I, I feel like you've, you've, that sounds familiar. Joe from Arizona. I feel like you've emailed before. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Let's dig in. He says, Trip, I started going out again after my last relationship ended. I like karaoke. I typically go alone and cheer people on, but mostly keep to myself. Well, one night, the host of the karaoke started getting increasingly friendly with me. Physical interaction complimented me. You are very handsome. Near the end of the night, she asks for my card and she said she would text me the next day and she did. I asked her to go to this screening I got tickets to and she says Bob may get jealous, but sounds good. I'm thinking, who is Bob? I investigate Facebook and find out that's her husband. I never saw a ring. Never was he mentioned. Married seven years. Now, essentially, Trip, I'm questioning all advice ever. I've been watching your channel for a while and started and and wanted to start gathering knowledge for when I was ready. I wasn't intended on dating yet, but things fell into my lap. How many other guys have been confused by stuff like this and how can we prevent it? I realize your time has value. I just want some help on this one so I can get some closure and move on. Joe from Arizona. Wow, Joe, it's so funny. This seems to have affected you pretty intensely. Um, I'm, I'm curious why you're not just laughing at the situation. It's kind of a, a funny situation. I would laugh at it. <laughs> I think it'd be... Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that sounds kind of dark, but I would just laugh at the situation. Like, wow, I gave this girl my card. She ended up texting me and said, Bob may get jealous. Almost sounds like it's fake. Uh, so I'm confused on what the, your question is. Like you said, how many other guys been confused by stuff like this? I don't know. I don't know many. How do we prevent it? I don't think you can prevent it, but I'll tell you what you did wrong. I mean, I don't think you can prevent, uh, you know, attracting someone who is clearly in a relationship. By the way, maybe it makes sense. She didn't have a ring on. Maybe she was trying to meet people and didn't want people to think she was married if she really was cheating. But uh, but yeah, so obviously don't go out with this woman, right? We don't want to be going out with people who are in relationships. Just not a cool thing to do. But uh, first of all, instead of giving someone your card, next time don't give someone your card. Even though I realize why she probably did it. She probably was trying to be in control of the situation and didn't want you just like texting her, whatever it may be. But anyways, either way, if someone asks for your card or tries to get your number, get their number. Okay, this is going to filter for low interest, high interest women. A high interest woman will just give you her number. So if someone said, hey, Trip, let me get your number, I'd, or let me get your card, or let me get your number, I'd say, no, no, let me get your number. It's fine, I'll text you, right? Women usually want to be in the position where they are being led anyways. Like they want the guy to initiate. That is the masculine way. That's what they're attracted to. So that's where I would say you made one of your mistakes. And uh, as far as advice on what to do, I would just tell her the truth. I'd say, hey, it looks like you're married and sorry, I just, I don't, I don't want to date anyone who's married. That's it. Just say that. There's really nothing else to do here, Joe. And uh, yeah, don't, don't get too turned off by this. This is the reality of dating. You're going to go out, you're going to meet a lot of people. You're going to have a lot of interesting experiences. Uh, I was talking to a friend recently and he went on a date with a girl and she showed up drunk. So it was a first date. She showed up completely drunk. He was very turned off by the situation. 
And I had to tell him, hey, listen, welcome to the wonderful world of dating. This is what happens when you're out there dating. You're going to meet some interesting people, have some interesting stories. Not everyone is going to be the perfect person and it can get a little dark sometimes. So let's have some resiliency and try to move on. All right, let's go to our next question from Chris. Hi, Trip. My name is Chris. I'm a new listener to the podcast and already love it. So you may have gone over this in a previous episode that I just haven't got to, but here goes and I'll try to keep this short. I'm a recent college graduate who is having a difficult time finding steady work. I've been doing everything in my power to get a full-time job or even part-time job, applying for hundreds of jobs, networking, improving my resume, etc. It hasn't been a smooth road since graduating with my bachelor's degree in May 2021. What advice would you give to a guy in my situation when it comes to approaching, talking to, and dating women. Because we all know not having a job can be a real turnoff for the women being approached and may hinder a guy's confidence, at least for me personally. I must also add that I'm an average-looking guy, 5'7", works out, stays in shape, and has a good social life. Thanks, Trip. Chris, uh, this question has been uh, answered and asked in, in, in a different way, but I haven't really gone over this in a while, so I'm happy to talk about this because it's even a little bit more specific, which I like that. All right, so here's my thought. If you are a postgraduate, or maybe let's say even you're 30 years old and you got fired and you're like, wow, you know, now I don't have a job or I'm looking, you're in between jobs and you're thinking, uh, should I be going out and dating? Should I not be going on dating? Here's the thing. Your priority right now, 110% should be finding a job. Okay, so this goes for you, Chris. Your priority should be finding a job, finding work. You need to pay the bills. You need to survive right? If you don't have a job, then we're talking about a hard time with survival. So we need to get surviving going. We need to get the job, pay for the things, have the type of life that we want and lifestyle that we want. Uh, But more importantly, we need to have a place to call home. And that has to do with making money, which again has to do with getting a job, right? Obvious things. So you definitely want to be doing that. Now, even though I'm saying that's priority, There's only so much time in the day that you could be applying for jobs, looking for jobs. So, you know, if there is time left over, which I'm, I'm assuming that there is. Okay. I remember even myself when I was 22 years old and I was applying for jobs. I wasn't out of work for that long. I was working in the entertainment industry. I was able to get a job fairly quick, but it was a part-time job. But uh, you have time on your hands because there's only so much you could do. And it sounds like you're doing everything. So with the time left over, yes, definitely be filling it with working out and being healthy. That's going to help your mood overall. And your mood's very important because if you have a bad mood and you're not doing the things healthy for your body and your brain, that's not going to be good. But then there might be more time over. After that, I would say, I think it's okay to go and do approaches and talk to women because women are not going to necessarily judge you that fast. First of all, if you're able to pull the attraction triggers and flirt with them and be a very charismatic and confident guy, they will be more understanding than you think. They don't necessarily reject you that fast because you don't have a job right now. You know, if you are looking for a job and there's a reason why you're in between jobs, first of all, for you, you're a post-grad, so you're going to have a pretty good excuse. Like you just graduated, right? So it's, it's not that bad. And so if you're able to go out and approach women and get a woman attracted before she even knows that you're unemployed, then understand that 
you're going to be okay for a while. It's just kind of like the long-term thing. Like if you're trying to get a girlfriend, you don't have any money. Well, you're not going to be able to pay for things. Like you're not going to be able to go out to dinners and entertainment and do all that stuff. So in the short term, you'll be able to maybe hook up with some girls and do all that. But really my, my big, most important answer here. So thanks for bearing with me as I get through this. But the most important thing is you should be going out and approaching women anyways, because it's practice. It's like, if they end up rejecting you because they find out that you don't have a job or you're in between jobs, okay, whatever. Really, let's stay outcome independent and let's go and approach and talk to women anyways because it's going to be practice. I don't like the idea of like saving it. Like, oh, let's save it. Like, like what? Like, you know, you approach a bunch of women and those are women that maybe you could have approached when you did have a job. Like that doesn't make sense. That's not very logical, right? It's like there's so many women around there's so many people that you can swipe on. There's so many women that you can go out and approach. And who knows, those women eventually might end up getting into relationships with them with other people. So let's not save the approaches. Like this is a skill that needs to be worked on now. So you can look at this as a skill, which it is, go out, practice this stuff. So it's not like, okay, now I have the job. Now I can go out. It's like, well, you kind of spent a lot of that time, that free time that you had practicing this. So imagine... You're doing all the things now, right? You're being efficient with your time. You're in winner's mentality. So you're you're doing the things that need to be done to schedule everything out. You're working out. You're applying for jobs. You're going, you're meeting girls. And then you eventually end up getting a job, which you probably will. Chances are you will probably get a job. You're putting a lot of time into it, it sounds like. So you will get the job. Imagine now you have the job and you're not starting from scratch with women. Now you're ahead of the game because you've been practicing, flirting, approaching, talking to women, building confidence, all that good stuff. And now you're meeting women. It's like, boom, we already have the job and you're already far ahead in the process of the skill set. So that's really big here, Chris. So think about that. And for all of you out there, same thing. So TLDR, too long, didn't read or TLDA, too long, didn't, oh no, A, no, listen, TLDL, too long, didn't listen. Uh, priority is obviously getting the job, put the most effort into that now. But yes, you can still go out and be meeting women simultaneously. James has the next question here. James, let's go into it right now. Hey, Trip, I met a girl a few weekends ago, and unfortunately, she's not local, but she really caught my attention, and I'm still really interested. I got her number the night I met her and messaged her the next day. After a few messages back and forth, I proposed coffee or a drink next time she was in town and responded with this. Hey, so sorry. I'm the absolute worst at responding sometimes, but yes, that would be super fun. I want to be straight up with you that I'm really not dating right now as I'm trying to work on some things in my personal and career life, but I'm still down to hang out, smiley face. James continues and says, I don't know how to read this fully as I don't know her that well, but I've kept in contact texting her again on Halloween about a week later with my costume and it re-sparked a pretty good conversation, but I ended the momentum as I had a bunch of things going on this week. Am I playing this right by checking in every once in a while? We talk and joke, but not much flirting. I'm going to be in her area next weekend. I was thinking a coffee and a walk in the park to include her new puppy. Any thoughts or advice would be great. Thank you so much for your time, James. James, this is a great question. I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to make fun of you. Obviously, my whole job here is to only help. But I say this as nice as possible. Everything you've done here is completely wrong, okay? Um, but that's okay because that's you're trying to get help. You want to know what you're doing. Um, everything is wrong, but don't worry because it's all a learning lesson. 
and I'm going to turn this around for you and tell you what you should be doing right. This is a very rich question because you've been doing so many things wrong in this situation. I want to help you do it right. Here's what you're going to do. Okay, so first of all, the the most important thing that I'm hearing out of all of this is that she's not local. So I don't really know what that means. But when I hear she's not local, I hear this is long distance. So if she's long distance, and we'll call long distance more than, I want to say, 15 miles, we got to cut it off somewhere, right? It's like, where is where has it become long distance? And you might think, oh, triple, what are 20 miles? Is that much more? Actually, I think. I think it is because you want to be dating someone that's close to you, right? Like close to you. You want to be able to see them. It should be easy. It's like, wouldn't you rather pick a girl who's pretty close to you? Anyway, 15 miles, I'd say is the cutoff. And if she's more than 15 miles, consider that long distance and someone that it's going to be more tough to have any kind of dating relationship with. So she should be cut off. Okay. Now let's just pretend just so we can learn from this situation. So we can turn all the things that you did wrong into the right things. Let's say she is local enough where it's Well, you said she's not local, but you know what I'm saying. If she's within the 15-mile range, what could you do in this case? So in this case, understand that if she's saying, I want to be straight up with you, that I'm not really dating right now, and that she's got things going on in her personal career, I believe this to be a white lie, okay? Why, or we'll call it a half-truth. I think that, or maybe it's a full lie, who knows, okay? So she's either lying completely that she doesn't have things going on in her personal career. By the way, actually, now that I'm thinking this out, um, it definitely is a lie, okay? Why? Because she says, I'm still down to hang out. So you're down to hang out, but you, so you have, it's like you have the time to hang out, even though you're trying to work some things in your personal and your career. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you might you might say, ah, she doesn't have the emotional bandwidth. Let me tell you something. Every woman has the emotional bandwidth to be in a relationship because if they are attracted to someone, they will make up reason, reasons why they should be with that person. Attraction is not a choice. And when you're attracted to someone, you like that feeling. It is very difficult, very difficult to say to yourself, I'm very attracted to this person, but I'm going to put my personal and career ahead of that. No, you're going to see where things are going because you want to take that chance because you like the person. Okay, so my point here is, is that she is lying to you. She definitely, definitely has low interest and she's putting you in in the friend zone. Okay, so with that case, let's say you already knew that or one would know that, what are you supposed to do? Should you still see her? Should you still hang out with her? Here's what I would do, okay? Eight times out of 10, I'd probably say, you know, hey, no thanks, Uh, you know, really not looking for any new friends at the moment, but it was good hanging out, right? Now, the two times out of 10, and this is the advice that if you want, you could take this, you could say, hey, no problem, and you hang out again, but you treat it like a date, and you try to trigger attraction And then if you can trigger attraction, you go for a kiss. So then it's like, well, hey, look what happened. You ended up in a situation where voila, now she likes you, right? Again, if you do this, if you decide to go down this this road, this is a one-time situation. You try it once, you try to re-attract her. If it doesn't work, then you're done. Then you don't want to be, you're obviously in the friend zone. She does not have that interest in you and you're done. So all the things that you were doing wrong, is the fact that you are trying to connect with her over text. You're trying to build a relationship over text. You're trying to, 
you know, get some sort of momentum going, that does not work. Okay. You cannot attract someone over text. And you asked, am I playing this right by checking in every once in a while? No. Right. You said we talk and joke, but not much flirting. Even if you were flirting, I would say this is still wrong. You should be asking her to hang out. So you should be asking her to hang out. And the other thing that was wrong is you were thinking coffee and a walk in the park. No, we don't want to do that. And look, you said to include her new puppy. So it's like you're doing all these things. Like your mindset is all set around like what the woman wants, what she wants, going at her pace, doing her thing, including her puppy. This is all beta male mindset, trying to do things to get her to like you. Basically, you're letting her lead everything. So speaking of leading, because we talked about that in a couple questions ago, you're letting her lead the whole interaction by doing all these things that you're doing. So what is the correct way to do this? Well, if you want to hang out with her again, I would have just said, okay, cool. Yeah, let's hang out when you free. That's it. And if she can't come up with any date or time to be able to hang out, well, she now she's just really bullshitting you and doesn't have any time at all because she's not giving you any times to hang out, right? But it would just be going for the hangout and I would have grabbed a drink with her And then you would have kind of, again, I don't love this advice because I don't like guys to be trying to get girls to like them who are, uh, you know, originally don't. But if you want to give it a shot, okay, take her on a date, one date, even though it's not a date, it's kind of like this secret date. God, I'm cringing at this advice. But again, you might have a chance here because she does want to hang out. Maybe you were just being too beta around her and maybe we can turn it around. But it's only one time. Again, this is, I got to be very clear. This is a one time thing. Because if she's still friend zoning you after that second time, it's just done. It's just done. She sees you as a guy who is a beta. By the way, you can change all this. Just take this advice, 180 everything, and do it better next time, okay? I want you to have, again, this is very important. I want you to have this mindset. You are in control. You are in the lead. You are trying to move it towards a spot and date where you guys can build attraction. It should be a nighttime date. No puppies, no walks, no friend stuff. You are trying to be a guy who is in control. And this is what is actually going to be getting her attracted to you. Or you just say no to low interest women and say, hey, good luck with your personal and career life. I'm actually not looking for friends at the moment. Take care. Guys, I hope this is helping. We're going to do some more questions because these are really good. Don't forget, if you need coaching, you want help with this stuff. So all these mindsets become you. You become the alpha male. I know some people uh, do cringe at that as well. People cringe at the idea of alpha and beta. The reason why I like alpha and beta is because it's just a way to describe the qualities that are attractive. You can call on them whatever you want. You can call it alpha, you can call it beta, you can call it masculine or not masculine, whatever. You can call it attractive qualities, not attractive qualities. I just think that it's really easy. Like when I say the word alpha, when I say the word beta, you get what I'm saying. What's really important is that you understand what I'm saying. You understand how this all works. So then you can be able to get results here. That's the whole idea. So I do like to have words that easily and quickly describe things so that you can understand it and then learn it and then make big changes in your life. Anyway, if you want coaching, coachedbytrip.com, we can help you out. Don't forget that is the URL to go and apply. If you want to do this on your own, you're not really ready for coaching, you can always get my hooked program, getherhooked.com. When you go there, um, it's going to look like a site that's like, what's going on here? It looks a little, uh, looks a little 
uh, R-rated. Well, it is R-rated because let's be honest, all this stuff is R-rated. We're talking about sex and dating and relationships and it's not really for kids, is it? But uh, it is it is a site that does have a program on there that you can purchase and it is called Hooked and it teaches you everything from A to Z and how to meet and attract women. It's a whole video course, which you do get access to in all the rest of my courses you get access to if you end up doing coaching, by the way. All right, here's a short one from Anonymous. Hello, Trip. Thank you so much, man. I've been following you for a minute now. I must confess your advice has helped me a lot. I found a girl I like, asked her out, asked her to an outing, and she agreed. The issue now is that I'm kind of nervous because the place we're going is like 45 minutes away, and we would have to be in the car for that long. But I'm confused as to what to talk about when we're on the way. Any advice for me, Trip? Thank you, Anonymous. Well, you know what's interesting is what were you planning on talking about when you were not in the car, you know, I'm, it's kind of the same stuff that you'd be talking about on a date. So what you talk about in the car on the way to the place that you're going should not be any different than talking the topics of conversation that you're going to be having on the first date. So I wonder if your question is also, well, what would I be saying on the date? If your question is not that, then the answer is simple, and you have the answer right inside your head. Talk about the things that you were going to be talking about when you guys were on the date. But maybe your question is, is what am I supposed to talk about on a date? Um, well, you talk about a lot of things. Ask her the questions that you want to know about her. There's probably things you want to know. You should know that uh, who she is and filter for a woman that you're looking for. So a lot of your questions might be based on filtering. A client right now that I'm working with he actually had a very similar question, like, you know, what am I supposed to talk about? And I said to him, well, you need to be filtering, right? The whole point of dates is to filter for a woman that you like. So you need to find out, does this woman, uh, you know, want kids eventually? Does this woman um, like the things that you, you know, are interested in? If, that, if those are important to you, look, again, think three non-negotiables. I talk about this a lot, three non-negotiables, whatever those are, you need to ask her questions to find out if she has those things. So the client that I'm working with right now, he's looking for someone who is physically fit, someone who wants kids. And uh, what's, what's his third one? I think we're still trying to nail down what that third one is. But uh, some examples are fit, feminine, and friendly. Some people are looking just for that. Either way, conversation can be geared around what you're looking for. Also, there's questions you can ask to build attraction. Those are in my book. If you want to get those, I have a bunch of questions that you can ask. You get magnetic, my book. It's um, it's on Amazon. So there's a lot of questions in there to build attraction. If you don't want to get the book, that's fine. You can look up the 36 questions that make a girl attracted to you. I have a video on that. Plus, there's a whole, there's a whole study that was done. You take some of those questions. But the book is cool because actually I go into which ones I think are really good for a first date. So you can ask those questions to connect with her more because that study was done to provide questions that connected two people together and, and built more attraction and investment. And then you can just talk about the things that you want to talk about. This is entertainment. This is the E in my TED system, right? My whole system on meeting women is called the TED system. E stands for entertainment, meaning entertain yourself. Don't entertain her. Entertain yourself. Talk about the things that you want to talk about. Enjoy the conversation. Ask your questions and talk about the things that are interesting to you because when you're having a good time, she'll have a good time based on the law of state transfer. When you feel good, she'll feel good. Okay, so that is my kind of quick answer for your quick question here. The idea here is 45 minutes in the car, use all those things to talk about that should be good. 
And again, those are the same things that you'll be talking about when you're not, when you are not uh, driving, when you're just on the date. All right, let's do one more. Hello, Trip. My name is Jimmy. I'm a 28-year-old guy from Montreal. I recently started listening to your podcast, and I got to say, it's definitely fun to listen to. Here's my dilemma. These days, since COVID, I've been stuck at home. In Montreal, there's a vaccine passport to get into areas that I would be able to socialize, like restaurants, bars, coffee shops, you name it. I'm one of those people who are hard-headed on these type of issues and don't feel the need to get vaxxed. I strongly feel the need to stand my ground on this issue. I can't go anywhere but malls, grocery stores, and outside. What I want is to be able to pick up beautiful women. To make it harder, if it is for a serious relationship, she would have to be Jewish because I'm a believer. There's no place I can meet them. My question is, what should I do given these vaccine mandates to meet women? And what should I do to meet the Jewish ones? Thank you, Trip. Keep up the great work. Best, Jimmy. Well, um, just understand your reality, okay? So I'm not going to go into uh, any opinions or anything about whether you're vaxxed or not. We're just going to answer your question here because clearly you have a side. You are not going to get vaxxed. Okay, that's fine. So understand the reality of that. Because you're not going to get vaccinated and you live in a place that is super liberal, you're going to have a hard time meeting women. Okay, so understand that reality. I think you do understand that reality and you're trying to figure out what the solution is now. So Again, I'm kind of trying to have you understand more of this reality because understand this is going to be hard and this is going to take a long time. So understand that as a reality too and accept that reality. And so even, well, sounds like you do accept that because you even said specifically to make it harder uh, for serious relationships, you would have to be Jewish. So what I would do if I were you and the only option for you at this point is you need to uh, go on a dating app such as JSwipe or J-Date. You can even also go on Match. You can go on a hit. You can go on all the apps and filter for Jewish women and then uh, go from there. Now, you'd have to try to figure out and get clever where you can go to meet them for dates. So it sounds like there's vaccine passports, like you said. I don't know how it is in Montreal. I don't know if every place requires a vaccine passport, but uh, if it, let's just say in the extreme case where every word does and you can't go on a date, then you can't date. I know this is a crappy situation, and I'm sorry for all the people out there who are in this situation, but you are also creating the situation. So if you are being, at your words, hard-headed in the fact that you will not get vaccinated, well, this is your reality. So you have to, there's nothing I can tell you. I don't have any answers. You'll have to move. Or find the places that you can go to that don't require vaccine passports. But what you cannot do is you cannot have a digital relationship. Clearly, you're looking for something that is a real relationship and real relationships happen in person. So uh, again, the idea here is you got to live in a reality, understand the situation that you're in. And that situation is that you might not be able to go on dates with women that you meet online. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to move or give up on dating until you decide to get vaccinated. That's all I can tell you. And again, do whatever you want. I don't care what people do. You want to get back, you want to not not get vaccinated, don't get it. That's fine. But again, there's no magic answer here. This is your situation. It's a very similar question to, hey, Trip, I want to meet, you know, let's say a girl who's Jewish and I live in a small town. There's no Jewish people here. What do I do? It's like, well, you got to move. You know, it's like, you got to create the situation. So you got to create an environment that allows you to get a lot of volume. So that might be, and so that's my answer for you, right? The answer was, okay, you can't go out and meet women. So where's the next place to get volume online? And you can filter for Jewish women online. And then 
hopefully go to a place where you can go on a date that doesn't require a vaccine passport. If you can't, well, then what do you do? Well, you can't date. So you have to go to an environment that allows you to date. And that might be outside of Montreal or uh, or you get vaccinated. And then the, then that solves the whole problem. So that's it. That's all I can tell you, Jimmy. I, I do hope that helps you. And I hope that you can do something with that advice. Guys, thanks so much for listening in. If you need help, go to coachedbytrip.com and I will help you. Or one of my head coaches will help you. We will get you the help you need to go out to meet women, to teach you how to meet women in person, to teach you how to approach, to completely redo your entire, and I mean entire, dating app profile on all of them. We'll teach you exactly what to put, what to do, what kind of what kind of pictures to use. We'll teach you how to go and approach women, how to open up conversation. Even if you're really shy, we actually specialize in, in helping guys who are shy. So we'll help you out. Go to coachedbytrip.com to apply today or go to getherhooked.com to get a course that will teach you how to do it. There's only a little bit of information in there about online dating. I do have a separate online dating course, which is called Online Domination. The links for all this stuff is in the show notes per usual. Thank you for all who have emailed in. You can email me, trip at tripadvice.com if you have more questions and we'll get to them here on the podcast. You guys rule. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon.